And welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Maeda. Check us out online at ceoraider.com. Visit us at techtoday.com. You know, we've talked about that. We expect a gradual recovery, prolonged weakness in the economy. It's not going to snap back in a quarter. And we said we thought that fintech companies would generally hold in from an operational standpoint, but that stocks had room to pull back because we you know, certainly had a pullback in the first part of March. But since then, a lot of these names have really recovered. And so one that's a, a pretty good barometer for the, the payments cohort of the fintech space, of, of the broader fintech space, is FIS, ticker FIS. And they updated their outlook tonight given COVID. And if you're following along on the audio podcast, we're now doing video podcasts. So whether it's a video of me giving my thoughts on a particular subject or a series of images that sort of illustrate what I'm talking about, tonight it's the latter. But you can follow that along at our CEO Raider YouTube channel. So FAS, I will link to the press release in the show notes for both the audio as well as for the uh, video episode. And I'm going to read to you quickly so that I don't bore the hell out of you. I'll read sort of the, the meat of the press release. And then we'll flash to the numbers and I'll, I'll kind of give you my thoughts. Quote from the prepared remarks. Consequently, we now estimate that we will generate revenue of $3.06 billion to $3.08 billion during the first quarter of 2020, which represents an increase of approximately 49 to 50% over the prior year period, primarily due to the acquisition of WorldPay. Organic revenue growth is estimated to be 1% to 2% during the first quarter of 2020, including approximately $20 million in anticipated negative foreign exchange impact. We had previously projected revenue of $3.18 billion to $3.21 billion during the first quarter, representing an increase of approximately 55 to 56% year-over-year. Organic revenue growth was previously estimated to be 5 to 6% during the first quarter, including approximately $10 million in anticipated FX. During the first quarter of 2020, we now estimate that our merchant solutions segment will increase significantly over the prior year period, primarily due to the acquisition of WorldPay, with organic growth estimated to be approximately flat, our banking solutions segment revenue will increase approximately 7% over the prior year, with organic growth estimated to be approximately 1%. In our capital market solutions segment, revenue will increase approximately 9% over the prior year, with organic growth estimated to be approximately 7%. Segment revenue growth is primarily being impacted by declines in payment processing. That's not a surprise, my comment. Volumes within our merchant solutions segment as well as lower issuer processing, debit network, and account transaction volumes within our banking solutions segment. In response to COVID-19, we are taking several actions to manage discretionary expenses and achieve cost synergies, including limiting travel, reducing incentive compensation, and decreasing third-party spending, as well as acceler accelerating automation and functional alignment across the organization. So let me just talk about that for a moment. Managing discretionary expenses, we, we saw that in 2008-2009 downturn where companies would tighten sort of non-essential travel, client dinners, you know, things like this that weren't mission critical to the operation. Uh, the reducing of incentive comp, you know, I wasn't yet on the technology side in 08, 09. I was on the on the banking side. And the bank did a good job. We were in pretty lean at Needham. So we, we, we had a pretty good payout that year. And most of revs got paid out as comp. So people got taken care of. It will be interesting to see what happens with respect to CEOs. Because as you know, many CEOs are taking cuts to compensation, whether it be base salary, equity, both. So I think what you'll see in 2021 is a catch-up. I believe I mentioned this earlier. 
you'll see accelerated, or not accelerated vesting, but you'll see larger options grants, larger RSU grants, larger PSU grants in 2021 than otherwise would be normal to compensate executives for taking reduced compensation in the calendar year 2020. So executive teams are going to get taken care of. Back to the press release. So during the first quarter of 2020, we now estimate that we will generate adjusted EPS of $1.26 to $1.28 as compared to $1.16 in the year-ago period. We had previously projected adjusted EPS of $1.30 to $1.34. While we remain confident in the long-term fundamentals of our business due to the speed at which the COVID-19 situation is developing and the unknown duration of the pandemic event, we are withdrawing our full year 2020 financial guidance. We anticipate providing further updates and details on our first quarter 2020 earnings call. That's the part, you know, 50-50. I'm a little bit surprised. I'm not shocked that FAS pulled the full year outlook. I would expect that the second quarter that we're in, the June quarter, would be the worst quarter. You know, given that most of the lockdowns and such happened in, in, in the second half of, of March, uh, many cities are shut down for all of April, and maybe we open up in, in May to a degree, depending on the city, depending on the state. And you would think we're back to a more normal period in Q3, July through September. In terms of businesses being open, doesn't mean that people are going to go, which we talked about in a, other podcasts and in other uh, writings at Tech Today. I think it's human nature is going to take a while for people to get comfortable being in crowds and such. But in terms of business businesses being open, you would think that Q3 many businesses will be back to a more normal hourly schedule, retail, hotels, maybe not international travel, but domestic travel to a degree. That Q3 would be more normal than Q2. So I thought to the extent that companies provided the calendar 20 outlook, it would just be a baseline. They would give you something that's ultra conservative if they gave you anything. So if you're gonna put something out there for calendar 20, you don't wanna to have to revise it down again. And so I'm sure FIS said, you know, why put it out there if there's a risk that we may take it, have to take it down again? If we want to put something out there, it's ultra conservative. We don't want to, you know, completely spook investors. So let's just not put a full year outlook out there, given that we won't be the first company or there's precedent for companies pulling calendar 20 guidance. So that's the approach they've, that FIS has, has taken here. And if we just go to the, uh, the videotape, just to give you a summary on the, on the numbers. So previous Q1 revenue outlook at the midpoint for FIS was 3.2 billion. The current Q1 outlook at the midpoint is 3.1. So it's a 4% haircut to revenue. And on the earnings side, adjusted EPS at the midpoint was $1.32. It is $1.27. 4% haircut to adjusted EPS. So it'll be interesting to see how the market interprets this tomorrow. I think these fintech companies in large part, holding well from an operational standpoint. The stocks, you know, a little bit of a different story. You know, FIS, $157.44 was, was the peak back on Feb 14th, and the trough was 102.45 on March 23rd, and it's since recovered to 123.60 as of this evening. And so I think a lot of these stocks will, within the technology space, roll over and head back down to that low. I don't know if we fall below the lows, but I, I could see us giving up some of the gains that have occurred over the past several weeks and then just sort of flatlining for a period until we see a recovery, a broad-based recovery in the economy. 
And as I said earlier, I think that's going to be some time because you've got uh, this second quarter is going to be soft. Q3, I would expect some softness to remain for sure in the economy. You also have uh, summer vacations bleeding into Q3, particularly in Western Europe. So you've got a lot of noise in the data in Q3. It's going to be difficult to tease out how much is sort of COVID-related and how much is, is vacations and you know, that type of thing. And I think it's going to be Q4 before you really start to get a sense as to what, you know, what the real numbers are post-holidays. And I don't expect things to be back to normal like they were in Q4 last year when we, when we reached Q4 2020. It's, it's going to take some time. The upside is these companies that aren't running lean, and FIS isn't one of them, but companies that weren't leveraging technology to the fullest that were, uh, I may have mentioned before, I was shocked to read, some, somebody was telling a story in the Wall Street Journal about how they're no longer going to f- uh, allow their executives to fly to a particular city just to do a, a single sales meeting, which I thought was was shocking, right? And I mean, unless, unless you're doing a double-digit million-dollar deal, why would you ever hop on a plane with a bunch of people just for kind of one one sales meeting? Seems like a waste. But again, I would point you to our battle-tested CEO's article, and I will link to that in the show notes as well, where we provided a, a list of some of these uh fintech and software companies where the, the the CEO who's leading the company today was the CEO who was leading the company in the 2008-2009 downturn. So they've been through a, a real belt tightening period before. And the work at home element is new, but in terms of uh, you know tightening down OpEx and things like this, these execs have experience on, on that end of the equation. So we'll link to that in the show notes as well. That's all for now. See you next time.